This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning, family. Happy, thankful Thursday. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Who's that? Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, Susie. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Same to you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You too. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. Happy Thursday. Hey, hey. Have a great day. You too. Happy Thursday, Lisa. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Good morning, Michelle. How are you? I am well. How are you? Happy Thursday. I'm doing well. Okay, I'm going on mute. All right. Have a blessed day. You too. Good morning, two of my loves. I love y'all. It's Dee Dee. Happy Thursday. I love you, too, and I miss you. We made it to another day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. (laughs) Going on mute. All right. Good morning, family. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Who's joined the call and would like to say good morning, give God all the glory, all the honor, all the praise that is due unto him. Good morning. This is Lucille. Good morning to everyone. Have a blessed Thursday and happy Thursday. Good morning, Miss Lucille. Happy Thursday. Have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Happy Thursday. Hey, hey, Brother Michael, good to hear you. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Likewise. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning. Let's see that. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. Good morning. It's Moxie. Hey. I woke up in such a blessed, blessed, blessed mood. God is so amazing, you guys. Happy Thursday, Declare Victory. I love you guys. Yes, yes. Praise the praise. Happy Thursday, Moxie. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Miss Leonia. God's blessing to all of you. Good morning, Mama Leonia. Happy Thursday. God bless you as well. Thank you. Happy Thursday to you. Yes, ma'am. Have a blessed day. You as well, baby. Good morning, Happy Thursday. This is Danette. Everyone have a blessed and thankful Thursday.
You too, Danette. Happy Thursday. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Who's joined the call this morning? Good morning and happy Thursday. This is Tatiana. Good morning, Tatiana. Happy Thursday. Have a great day. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. All right, you're getting ready for happy birthday next next month, praying for your traveling journey. Good morning. It's Gloria. Good morning, all. Good morning, Gloria. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you too, Rochelle and everybody else. Morning, Glow. Morning, Shell. Morning, everybody. Morning, Christina Joy. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning, All at once. <laughs> good morning. Oh, good morning, persistent. Happy Thursday. Thank you, Rochelle. Happy Thursday. Have a great day. You too. Who else was that before we get started? It's Monica. Happy Thursday. <laughs> good morning, Monica. Happy thankful Thursday. Have a great day. You as well. Okay. So we'll go ahead and get started with the call. Um, if I can ask that everyone please check their phones and go ahead and place them on mute as we proceed with the call. Good morning. Happy thankful Thursday. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard, 8 a.m. Central Standard, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us daily during the month of September, where our theme for the month is disruption. All the declarations will focus on the disruption on ourselves, up on ourselves, others, and items that are out of the will of God and his word. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight um, for Lady Women's Call, Walk It Out, <clears throat> excuse me, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Scazzaro. The call will take place from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard, excuse me, you all, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, right here by dialing the same number. There are 
No. Oh, yes, there is. There's one um, prayer request from yesterday. We're continuing to lift uh, Kim Everett up um, for healing from for her pneumonia. And there's a couple other requests. Um, we're praying and lifting up um, Philip and Mother Watson. Um, we're also praying for um, my daughter, Asha, and Brandon as the they um, go and have for their union today, where I'm asking for blessings for their union and the ceremony. I'm also asking um, that we lift up Brother Jonathan as he's traveling uh, from Traveling Mercies and Grace, that all is well, that he enjoy his birthday coming up next week, um, that he has just a, just a joyous time. Um, the order of the call, prayer and corporate praise, will be brought to you by Geraldine. The declaration will be brought to you by Tanya. Then will we go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Geraldine. The declaration will be brought to you by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I have one more prayer request. If we can lift up my bishop, Michael Hudson, and Lady Hudson, if you can just call their names out, please, for me. The scripture of today is Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. I now ask that you check this once more. Make sure that your phones are on mute as we go to the throne of grace. Mother Geraldine, the call is in your hands. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning, Mormon of God. Thank you, um, Sister Rochelle. As we prepare to go, we want to ignite up our armor on this morning. And how we ignite the armor is through prayer. So if you have not, some of us have dressed for work. However, we're going to put on our additional uh, wear on this morning, even as Ephesians 6 and 10 uh, instructs us. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. If you would at this time, as our host has already asked, to make sure that your line is on mute so that way we can maintain the integrity of the call. After that, I will ask you to take your phones off mute and we will go in in corporate prayer as I continue to pray for those that we have at Kim Everett for pneumonia, for uh, Pastor Philip Watson or Minister Philip Watson, and mother of, uh, it was a letter that was written by this uh, son, and he was just asking for prayer for his own mother. We're praying for uh, Sister Rochelle's son and daughter, Brandon. We're praying also for Brother Jonathan as he's traveling. And we're praying for the uh, Bishop um, Elizabeth Hudson and um, the Bishop on this uh, morning. So if we can, let us turn our ears and our heart 
towards heaven on this morning. Heavenly Father, we come, first of all, we come in repentance on this morning for sins that we may have committed knowing and unknowingly on this morning. Heavenly Father, we come asking you to lead our day, to guide us. As we are preparing, we're igniting the armor of God so that way we may be able to withstand against the wiles of Satan on today. As we go out into the marketplace and into the hedges and highways, as our brother is traveling the dangerous highways on this morning, God be a lamp unto his feet and a light unto his path. Protect that vehicle as it's from the front to the back. Father, we thank you right now. I thank you for those that have offered um, prayer and those that are on our prayer list, Heavenly Father, we come right now and we enter in. We come in, Father God, with all of our many requests on this morning, Father God. First of all, again, we ask them for forgiveness of sins that we may have committed, knowing and unknowingly on this morning. Father, I just want to thank you before I ask you for anything. God, I got to thank you for everything that you've already done. And if you don't do anything else, you've already done enough. So on this morning, we are igniting the mantle of prayer. Father God, as I lean to you for our own understanding, Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. We go before you, Father God. I'm asking that you look in on those that are homeless and are hopeless on this morning. I'm asking that you go in and those that are grieving the loss of loved ones. I'm asking that you look in on the Ellis family and the loss of their nephew. Father God, I'm praying for this city right now. I'm praying for the surrounding cities that are being haunted by uh, gun violence. And Father God, right now, we will not walk in fear, but we will walk in faith, for it is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And so, Father God, right now, as we are igniting our faith in unity on this morning, God, I thank you right now. I ask that you begin to allow your anointing to fall free in the room on this morning. So as the woman of God is in preparation of the word and as she brings forth the word that it would cause us to have a change in our hearts and in our mind, God, change us, Father God, for anything that we may have before we even came into this room, God. Uh, many are coming with heavy hearts. Uh, some are coming that have to make decisions, but God, on this morning, we place it at the altar. We place it in the room on this morning. Thank you, God, that the doors of our hearts are open. Father God, I thank you for clear minds on today. Father God, I thank you right now. Uh, some of us may not be feeling our 100% self, but God, I thank you as we push through uh, in this day, God. On this day, we come, Heavenly Father, as we go out into the marketplaces. Father God, take us to someone that don't know you. Father God, send us as we are going about our way. Uh, Father, I'm asking for protection over our schools and those that are in leadership in the schools, Father God, on today. The teachers and the principals, those that are mentoring and those that are, are in the counseling rooms, Father 
Father God. I'm asking you right now, Father God, to cover our young men and young women. I'm asking that you look in on the teens and the youth of our tomorrow, Father God. I ask that you would give us a blood wash and a blood covering on today, Heavenly Father. Even as we go our way, God, let us always be mindful. If God before us, who can be against us, oh God? Just so we submit ourselves. And God, I thank you on this morning. You've been so good. You've been so good, God. Thank you for all your many blessings that you begin to give us, oh God. Thank you for the room on this morning that is warm. And those that have come, they come to sit beside each other and hold hands with one another, Father God. Somebody on today contemplated suicide. Somebody on this morning is so involved in their drug life that they can't even see you. But God, I ask that you take the scales from their eyes. I'm asking for deaf ears to be open on today, Heavenly Father. Come and touch us, Father God, with your finger of love on today. Clear in our heads, God, uh, everything that we came into the room with on this morning. God, I, I pray that the heaviness that came in, uh, that when we leave from this place, we may be leaving from the place, but never from your presence, that we can always call on you in times of trouble. You promised us that you would be there. So here we are, God. Here we are right now. So we ask right now, each and every one that is in the room, that you take your phones off of mute and you begin to pray. Pray and tell them what you want. Ask them for what you need them today. God, we thank you. Uh, thank you for being our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. you are a good, good in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, all of those sick beds, Lord God, that you bring healing to the mind, body, spirit, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. You promise me to be there. Father, you said, I'll never leave you, Lord God. I live my Father, in the name of Jesus, 
everybody good morning good morning good morning as i do a sound check jerry can you hear me or rochelle i just want to make sure the sound is coming yes perfect 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 all right well everybody i know you've been asked to uh check your phones uh and so i'm going to ask that you do that one more time before we get started this morning we just want to make sure there are no accidental what disruptions from coughing or sneezing or getting the kids together and I'm just I'm just giving you a few more minutes so that you can you can double triple quadruple check your phone and uh, before I get started I got a text message asking for prayer for uh, a Shayla Douglas I'm not going to pray right now but um, all of you all we are prayer definitely know how to get a prayer through so if you would throughout the day remember the Seals Bay family, uh, Shayla Douglas, and an, a very, very dear friend of our family, um, uh, James Edmund, his niece, was uh, shot in the head. Perfect. Thank you, Rochelle. His niece was shot in the head. You may have seen it in the news uh, uh, just recently. I think it was a couple of days ago. So if you would remember the Edmonds family, so much is going on. All right, so disruptions, the D word. Um, I'd like to define that word. I know you've probably heard the definition, but I'd like to give the definition to start the call off this morning. Um, uh, uh, Google defines uh, uh, disruptions as the act or process of disrupting something, uh, a break or interruption in the normal course or continuation of some activity or process, et cetera. Synonyms are words that are similar or that can be used in place of the word disruption are interruption, disturbance, trouble, distraction, disorder. Economist Laura Montgomery's blog assists consumers 
on how to uh on 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 how how ex- economical disruptions happen and how to handle them for example um there is something that's called disruptive innovation it's re- it's related to um new technologies or even pandemics that force us to adapt and change for example um disrupting old systems so that we can learn new systems like virtual meetings, working at home, um, having church online. It compl- it's disruptive innovation allowed us to continue doing many of the things that we were doing previously, but we had to learn how to do them innovatively. We had to learn how to do them differently. There's also demand-driven disruption. So when another company comes along, with a novel technology uh, appealing to a niche market, you're not likely to respond right away to this marginal demand. But over time, uh, if you are a competitor to this particular business, um, the demand will force you to make some disruptions in the way that you do business. Montgomery's advice, check this out, Montgomery's advice on dealing with disruptions is to advise readers that there is no silver bullet and that users or individuals need to roll with the punches. You got to be innovative. That's crazy to me. Um, But at any rate, for the most part, um, as I reflected on the topic, for the most part, the world sees disruptions negatively. Uh, If we look at technology like iPhones, um, Windows devices, Teslas and other electric vehicles, um, upgrades are necessary to ensure the device works at optimum level. However, however, upgrade notifications usually pop up at inconvenient times. That is disrupting your workflow, right? So you're in the middle, it's happened to me, maybe not you, in the middle of working on something, and I got to be honest, I may have ignored the little, it's time to re- restart your computer. I may have ignored it because I was busy. And, you know, the pop-up will come up, you know, and it will disrupt what you're doing. Again, if you're like me, most often I continue working until I'm ready to stop and then start the upgrade process. In reality, I can only delay the disruptions for so long before the device becomes sluggish, etc. Or technology has become so smart that sometimes it will disrupt you no matter what you're doing and perform the upgrade, which will include restarting your device or if you're a Windows user. My late husband, Carl, used to say there are X number of computer interrupts, also known as disruptions, before a device crashes. But guess what I discovered? System interrupts issues are caused from installing and uninstalling software or not updating programs on time and poor computer maintenance. The leading cause, listen to this, the leading cause of these error messages is a corrupt operating system. I'm going somewhere. The Bible is full of disruptions. Systems interruptions, uh, uh, for example, well, there are many examples, but uh, for my main text this morning, I want to talk about <clears throat> this interruption that Jesus had. So Jesus 
Jesus, and I'm coming from the book of Luke, and I'm going to I'm going to refer to several scriptures. I'm not going to read the entire chapter. Uh, actually, I'm not even going to read scripture per se. I'm going to just uh, somebody needs to mute your phone. I'm going to uh, I'm going to um, mention the verses, but we're not going to. But you can read the scriptures uh, on your own later on. So Jesus preaches about. Uh, in the again, Luke the eighth chapter, and between the fourth and the eighth verses, this is one of the first distraction, distract, distractions. Jesus is teaching about the seed and the sower, um, and he holds a private, but he holds a private session with his team: Susanna, Mary, Magdalene, Joanna, and the disciples, verses nine through eighteen. And the 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 fam comes to you know his family. Jesus is biological family. They come because they want to cheese, you know, chill with Jesus. They, you know, they disrupt his mission for the day and the activities of the day. Um, <clears throat> but he kind of blew their request off. <laughs> it's like, hey, Jesus, we came to hang out. He was like, who is my, you know, the disciples came and said, you know, your fam is here. He was like, who is my family? I didn't think Jesus ever really went and hung out with them. That was the first disruption because Jesus was on a mission. It wasn't that he was being rude. He was on a mission. My perception um, or negative uh, of, of disruptions is that it's negative, it's, it's inconvenience, et cetera. However, that is not true for all disruptions. Here's another one. There was a woman with the issue of blood. She'd had that issue of blood for 12 years. She disrupted Jesus's disruption. Now, remember um, what had happened prior to this is that uh, Jairus had come to Jesus. Jairus was a leader in the synagogue. He was one. Of, let's let's just say he was a church leader. You know, um, there at church, he was somebody that was you know maybe senior pastor or something like that. But he he came to Jesus, told him about his only daughter that was sick. He was sick unto death, like she was super super sick. She was twelve years old. Y'all know the story. <clears throat> she's 12 years old. She's really sick. And he comes to ask Jesus to to um, come to his house and pray for her. At any rate, Jesus agreed. And while they're en route, this woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. So I'm going to be graphic here for a minute. Uh, we're all adults. So she'd been having, she'd been hemorrhaging. She'd had a cycle for 12 years. Some of y'all can't, don't want to go for 12 minutes. Let, let, let alone 12 days, but 12 years, constant flow. And all of the things that go along with that, how she had to separate herself from her family, she was considered unclean, so many different things. I don't, I don't want to go down that road because that's not the focus today. At any rate, the woman disrupts Jesus's disruption, uh, the which was the assignment to help the, the little girl um, and um, that's found in Luke, the eighth chapter, the forty-first through the fifty-sixth verse. Verses. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! You've been uh, dodging me. You've been yeah. dodging me. You said yeah. you was gonna have me a cake. Yeah. I heard from you. Yeah. Yes. I'm in the middle of teaching. I. I will call you later, okay? Y'all all right? You, you okay? All right. I just okay. wanted you to know you've been dodging me. Okay. God bless. Okay. We'll talk later. All right. All right. Talk about. All right. 
talk about disruption in the middle of a message. I'm getting a disruption about a cake. All right, let's get back to the woman with the issue of the blood. In the time it took Jesus to interact with the unnamed woman, Jairus' daughter died. Jesus immediately disrupts Jairus' natural reaction to grieve what he perceives as a significant loss. Rather than accuse Jesus of taking too long, ignoring him, you should have ran with me, Jairus complies and does not feed the disruption. Jesus gets to Jairus' house, and Jesus disrupts death. This is his MO, Jesus' modus operandi, to interrupt death. So the little girl is the first, is one of the ones. I won't say she's the first one because I didn't go study and do the order. But Jesus, the little girl, he disrupts death for her. He disrupts death for Lazarus. And untold others, I am sure, that were not recorded in the, in the scriptures. But the most significant is the disruption of his own death. Jesus defies death when he is resurrected and immediately goes to work. He goes to hell, snatches the keys of death, hell in the grave from the enemy, and he frees the lost who were trapped in hell dating back centuries. Who does that? Jesus, the master disruptor. We, or maybe I should talk about me, often see disruptions as negative, or at least I used to. We believe they've interrupted our flow, our plans, etc. But who said what you are doing is what you were supposed to be doing? Perhaps the intentional disruption is to get you off track so you can get on the right track. Here's a Tanya not Tanya nugget for you. <clears throat> or let me let me actually a Tanya not Tanya pause. I hear you. Some of you are like, yeah, 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 Tanya. I've heard about disruptions all month. But how do I respond? What am I supposed to do when I'm disrupted? Well, I got to tell you, that's the million-dollar question that I'm going to answer for free. First, I want to make a disclaimer. There are no one-size-fit-all solutions, as every situation will vary, and everybody is different. We handle things differently, but there are some things, there is a template that we could, that we can use to help us to deal with disruptions. For example, the disruption that I got from my nephew who wants a cake. Well, I could have gotten angry with him. I could have rebuked the devil. I could have, you know, fussed at him or whatever, but that would have been inappropriate because that would have thrown y'all off too much. And so I handled it sweetly right, uh, and told him I will talk to him later. Uh, let's just say that there's an, there's an argument. Somebody starts to argue with you about something petty. Uh, you can ignore it. You don't have to respond. You can walk away. The scripture tells us to submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, what did the devil got to do with that? That's found in James 4 and 7. Well, what's that, what, how does that apply with an argument? Well, I tell you what, it looks really weird, 
for somebody to be standing up arguing with themselves if you don't respond. One of the ways that we respond to the devil is by not responding, ignoring him. He will go away. Trust me, I promise he will. Another thing is, when you find yourself in situations that you that just don't make sense, like um, you, where, where is this coming from? This doesn't make any sense at all. You can command your mind. You can uh, command your mind to ask the Holy Spirit for direction, to ask him for answers. How do I respond to this, Lord? How do I handle this particular thing? In fact, that should be one of the very first things that we begin to train ourselves to do. It's not automatic. The automatic thing is to react. But we want, to re- we want to get to a place to train ourselves so that when disruptions occur, we don't get emotional about them. There's a time and a place for emotions, but right up and through here, as some of y'all would say, now it's time for us to be more focused. It's, it's time for us to be more st- strategic, more calculated about the way that we handle things, about the way that we respond to things. Right. So when you when you find yourself in those situations, you can ask for direction. Um, the Bible gives us the intelligence and in, in the, the, the word of the Lord in the book of James also invites us. It says that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and will not withhold from you. That's found in James, the first chapter. I think it's around the fifth verse. What about uncontrollable situations? Well, in, when we find ourselves in situations that are uncontrollable, one of the very first things that I do is that I examine myself. I, I ask myself, Tanya, did you cause this? What, what, what happened? Did you forget to do something? Did you overstep your bound? I begin to ask those kinds of questions. And based upon the, the answer that I get, then I know how to respond. Let's just say it is something that I did not cause. Um, and, and, and about it, before I move on, about examining ourselves, um, the book of Second Corinthians, the 13th chapter, the very first part of the fifth verse, it says, examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself to see whether um, you are in the faith, whether you are out of pocket or not, whether you are in line, you're aligning with the word of God. If you are aligning with the word of God, it's not something that you, this particular situation is not something that you've caused. Then, then you know how to, I'm going to talk to you about how we handle it differently at that point. Number one, you can change the way that you think about it. You can remove the emotion <laughs> or you can employ this emotion, laughter. I'm telling you, listen to this. I'm going I'm to divert for just a few minutes, but, but, but it is within the topic. I was in prayer this week. And as I was in prayer, someone had called me uh, the day before or maybe earlier that morning to share some news with me, um, and my normal reaction would have been to react. But I said, you know, it's nothing I can do about that. I can't control. This is what I said to the person. I I don't have any control over that. Um, Nothing has happened, so, you know, let's not even focus on that. So while I'm in prayer, the thought pops up, the disruption. (laughs) How many of you know, don't take your phone off mute. But how many of you know um, the enemy will um, try to um, throw different random thoughts of us at us uh, when we're in prayer uh, so that we, we just get completely off track, right? That's how you know it's going to be. That's how I know it's going to be a good prayer because you're trying to distract me with crazy stuff. And before I know it, I started to bite. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, laugh. 
Now, I started to laugh mechanically just because he told me, listen, within about 2.5 seconds, I was bent in half, laughing so hard I was almost crying. I'm telling you, I got so tickled. And I thought about how the enemy tried to play me out of my prayer time, out of my worship time, about something stupid that I don't have no control over. And then he began, the Holy Spirit began to minister. As I'm cracking up laughing, y'all, the Holy Spirit began to minister to me and to remind me of how that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord according to the, those that are called to his purpose. And he reminded me that every situation, listen, he is in control of every single situation, no matter what it looks like. And he said to me, what can separate you from the love of God? And I said, nothing. It doesn't matter. I'm down for, I'm Lord, I am willing to go through whatever. I'm willing. Uh, I'm not going to let go. I'm just willing. I am planted in you. And so I'm not going to allow um, disruptions of any kind to get me so off track that I lose sight of purpose, that I lose sight of vision. I hope I'm helping somebody. Uh, another thing that we can do when disruptions uh, occur is that we can take a praise break. Yes, a praise break. And it's not so much about giving, getting emotional. It's not so much about praising God because you have an issue, but it's about praising God in, on top of, in spite of that particular thing that's going on. It is just saying, you know, things like, God, I bless you. In spite of this thing that's happening, I bless you because I know you're great. I Sorry about that. I got disrupted. It's okay, though. Oh, God, I bless you and I thank you. Why would we praise God? in the midst of something that is happening. We're not praising God for the situation. We're not praising God because the disruption has us off track. We are praising God, giving God praise because we wanna stay in alignment with him. Listen guys, we gotta stop feeling defeated because of disruptions. I'm gonna say it again. Now we know that all things work together, including disruptions for my good because they are working me towards purpose they are pushing me towards purpose somehow i know it doesn't look like it guys i know it doesn't make sense sometimes i know that there are times when it brings you to your knees i know there are times when your your tears flood your pillows they i know there are times when you feel like you're operating in um what's that in just in automatic on automatic pilot, but I'm telling you, if you just continue to be faithful, if you continue to to go forward in regardless of how it looks, regardless to how the dis disruption feels, I'm telling you, I'm telling you something. I'm, t I'm asking you to trust what I'm saying and apply it. Listen, uh, earlier I alluded to the fact that uh, Jesus was a subject matter expert in disruptions. But I got to tell you that he's just like his daddy because God is a master disruptor. First, the first disruption that happened was in Genesis as I prepared to, 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 to close. God 
took the earth that was null and void. He disrupted the earth and he planted or he created creation. And he's been disrupting things ever since. Adam and Eve disrupted God's plans for mankind. Man got so off with by introducing a sin. Man got so out of control that God disrupted everything on earth to cleanse it with a flood. Abram's life was disrupted when God instructed him to leave his family and to go to a land that he would show him. Now, mind you, there's no Google Maps. <laughs> there, there's no, there's no, you know, uh, SUV. There's no RV. There's no airplane. There's no train. There's no bus. We talking about walking on foot. At best, they got camels and donkeys. And we're talking about walking until God says, I'll show you the place. Abram leaves everything, everything that is familiar to him. His life is completely disrupted, and he did it in obedience. God was his GPS, though. In Abe's obedience, God blessed this childless man to have a son who became who inherited everything that Adam had, excuse me, Abram had. And from that point to this day, we see that the Hebrews, the Jews, the, the children of Israel are so many that we can't even count them because of the promise that God made to Abram that he would establish him as a nation. But it was out of his obedience that he did it. Moses disrupted Egypt's economical system to free Abram's seed, the Hebrews. One of uh, Moses' many disruptions was holding his staff over the Red Sea and speaking to or prophesying to the wind, if you will, causing the waters to part. Now, you can read this on your own. Many of us have heard about the story of, of Moses but you can do a Google search about the Red Sea if you'd like to uh, read more about it. I want you to be more involved in uh, finding the word of God and looking for yourself so you can own it. But we've heard this story time and time again where Moses disrupts nature. <laughs> he disrupts nature. He speaks, he prophesies to the Red Sea as he holds out his staff. And all night long, the Bible tells us over in Exodus, the east wind blew all night long to dry the seabed so that the children of Israel could cross on dry land. Why the east wind, Tanya? Well, the east wind represents God's wrath and judgment, but y'all ain't ready for that this morning. Jesus comes along and mimics his daddy and disrupts the entire Judaic system. I'm talking about the Mosaic law, where they had to cleanse things, where they had to offer sacrifices, uh, where they had to pray at certain times. He disrupts their entire way of life. Do you hear what I'm saying? Who is the day? The Israelites, Abraham's seed. He disrupts the Mosaic law because now it's time to introduce, introduce grace. To do, to do away with the Old Testament way of doing things, handling sin. 
So Jesus comes along and he disrupts an entire system. Listen, I, I, my God, he turns the world right side up, healing and delivering, casting out devils and whatnot. I could go on and on, but I got to get on, uh, get on to my foundational text. I got to get back to Luke, the eighth chapter, which is full of disruption. I want to, I want to close it out by saying this. Back in the day, I remember back in the day when uh, if people would, would fool around uh, and end up at the church high or drunk, and I have personally, I have per- personal knowledge that the Holy Spirit will disrupt your high. I'll never forget David Williams came to True Hope Church of God in Christ one Friday night service, and he was drunk. He was intoxicated. He was inebriated. By the time it was all over, David Williams was up at the altar just as sober as you and I are today. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost will disrupt your high. The disrupt the, the Holy Ghost will disrupt a booty call in the mo- in the middle of the night or early in the morning or a text message to engage in sexual activity outside of marriage to be illegally nasty and freaky. It's extra nasty because you're committing sin against your own body and subjecting the Holy Spirit to your shenanigans, but God still loves you. God will disrupt your confusion about your sexuality, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have a God moment and wonder how you got to this place, and you begin to ask God to help you, and before you know it, you're doing what you should be doing because it disrupted, God disrupted your confusion, and now you're clear about who you are as a man or a woman. He's so merciful. He'll walk you out of controversial lifestyles by disrupting your thoughts, your will, and your emotions based on a desire. I'm, I'm talking about hoeing and pimping and drug abuse. You name it. He can, uh, he can and will disrupt it all. As I mentioned above, the systems interrupt errors can cause system operating errors some of which are unrepairable. Listen to this parable. We will eventually corrupt our, I'm talking about our, our spirit man. We will, if we're not careful, we'll eventually corrupt our operating system if we do not allow the upgrades, the prophecies, the word of knowledge, the daily messages we hear on Declare Victory, what you're led to listen to in your private time, the word we read, and what you receive on Sunday morning if you attend church virtually or in person. If you keep ignoring, though, the word of God, there's a strong possibility he may decide to disrupt your life and bring you home earlier than planned because all you're doing is wasting oxygen. I hear the theme song. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to talk to. It's your thing. Well, it is your thing. But let me tell you something. There are consequences. There are consequences for doing your own thing. And if you're not careful, you'll leave here unprepared with your people them doing GoFundMe campaigns trying to raise enough coins to bury you properly, all because you were stubborn. Just as there is a solution in the tech world to resolve system interrupt errors by acquiring and downloading software to make the necessary repairs, provided you attempt 
resolution before the system crashes. There are godly solutions as provided that we allow the Holy Spirit to do the system upgrades that are necessary. The good news is that there is a solution other than death. Spiritual upgrades are the answer. And they'll come sometimes at inconvenient times, disrupting what we think got go- we got going on. We we got a system in place. We got a you know we got a sugar daddy or we got a whoever it is, whatever it is we got going on. It's not always about you know um, something. It might be working too much. It might be shopping too much. But the Holy Spirit, you know that that's an issue. Whatever that issue is, the Holy Spirit today has allowed this little woman here to speak to you and let you know that disruptions don't necessarily have to be negative, that disruptions come so that they can uh, get us off the, the, the wrong course and get us on the right course so that we can get on with purpose, y'all. That's at the end of the day. That's what it's about, aligning ourselves so that we can be in position to do the will of God so that we can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Somebody's waiting on you. Somebody's waiting on you. They can't move forward. They can't get to the other side because they're waiting on your witness. Are you ready? Ready, set, let's go. All right, that's all I have for this morning. I pray that something was said that uh, encouraged you to look at disruptions differently, that encouraged you, that will encourage you um, to 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 move forward and to to get some direction about where you're going and where you've been and how you get to, to the other side so you can be in alignment with God's, God's word. We're going to open the call to, we're going to transition into love, life, and victory, which, is, which if you're new to the call, that's the portion of um, this, this call where we allow people to ask questions. <laughs> we allow people to ask questions, uh, to gain clarity. We allow people to um uh uh share experience they had they experiences they've had that are in alignment with this topic today we don't want to get disrupted and distracted by off topics like cakes and whatnot uh we want to be in alignment with the topic but before we start the discussion i want to open the call so that if anybody called in late you didn't get a chance for us to greet you we're going to do that but before we do that if there are any first-time callers on the line or you're not a first-time caller but you've never spoken before and you'd like to uh you'd like to create sound we're going to open the call to you secondly we'll open the call to any men that are on the call because you know ladies we get excited and they don't get a, a word in edgewise and then after that we'll open it up to anybody else so first order of uh, the hellos is first-time callers or people who have never spoken before on the call, secondly to the men, and then it will be to anybody that'd like to say good morning. The call is open. All right, going once. Uh, Rochelle, is everybody off mute? <clears throat> good morning. Going once. Oh, good, going, good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Any first-time callers or um, you've never spoken before or men? All right, the call is open to whomever. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, yep. Lisa Marie. Yeah. Happy Thursday. 
Good morning, Lisa Marie. I heard a couple of other people. I think I heard a guy. Anybody else want to say good morning? Yeah, you didn't get men at that time to um come come through after the um two callers. This is your little brother Eric. Hey Eric, I'm sorry about that. Good morning. Good morning, disclaimer, Grace Year. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. This is confirmation. Good morning. Praise God. Good morning is Juliet. That was an awesome message. Thank you, you. Amen. All Good right. Well, if Good morning. Good morning. All Good right. Morning. There's Good morning. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Diane. And I, was that Juanita? Yes. Yes, Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kiki. Who is that? Me. Hi. Yeah. Good morning. Hi, Hi sweetie. <laughs> Good morning. My North Carolina crew. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning, Tan. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning, pretty. Good morning, it's Patsy. Hey, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning, it's Brittany. Good morning, Brittany. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, uh, it is uh, 7.01 on uh, Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, and I am here. I want to say thank you to my nephew uh, <laughs> for disrupting the call. But isn't that just like life? You're in the middle, you know, you're going headlong in the middle of something, and a disruption happens. And, you know, if you're not you know, and disruptions that can catch us off guard because they disrupted our thoughts. They disrupted our actions. Um, so it's it's important for us to be ready in and out of season, you guys. Um, anybody have a God moment during the share or have a question or want to make a comment? All right. Well, you know, I'm not going to be the dead horse. <laughs> Good morning, Tanya. This is Swanita. I didn't get to hear your share just towards the end um, of it. But, um, yes, disruption. Um, I just wanted to hear, you know, also the love, life, and victory to see what, you know, because a lot of times just a question and answer, you get a lot out of that um, as well as the share itself. Um so I was hoping, you know, to hear some response. But um, I just want to let you know, I definitely um, understand, you know, that when you're not ready, you know, if you're not ready with the disruptions to happen, um, you know, being unprepared is, is not good. This is our preparation time to um, be prepared for anything that happens in our life. And so, you know, I'm having a disruption moment now uh, with this surgery that did not, it's not going well. Well, um, I'm having a lot of um, 
situations um, that is unusual and it's not normal. Um, so that they don't, they can't figure it out what's going on and why it's happening. So, um, but um, right now I know that, you know, it's giving me time really to spend um, with, with, with God and that's going to, you know, God can, you know, he knows the answers, he, you know, so that I can actually um, spend time in my word doing this downtime, you know. So I just thank God for it. Um, I haven't been able to get on the line every time because the medication sometimes I'm a little drowsy um, than usual. But, um, yeah, so I just, um, I, I understand, you know, disruption. <laughs> I understand preparation, being properly prepared. Um, and so we had a lot of interruption as far as, like, even home health. They were supposed to be out here to it's, Today is day number nine, and um, it's the first day they're supposed to come out. They haven't been out. They're supposed to have been out like day number two. So, but you know, things happen or whatever happened. I'm not sure why, but um, just asking for prayers and you know, continuous prayer. I know I'm being prayed for already. So, just thank you um, for your declaration. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and go listen to it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Be encouraged, <clears throat> be encouraged, and know that this disruption didn't catch God off guard. And so uh, in, in, embrace what you need to embrace and continue to pray and believe God for what is your legal right, which is healing. Because Jesus came to forgive us of our sins, but he also came to heal us of all our diseases. So we thank you, God, for your healing power. Ah, we thank you, God, for your healing power. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Anybody else have a... Hey, um, yes. Yes. No, let me tell you why I have to do this, because you know I'm at my job. You've been here several times, Tan, mm-hmm. and so the little people are getting ready to line up, so i got to hurry so I can greet oh, them, because no. they don't play about Miss Coco and I paying them attention. Thank you for, oh, my God, this was so good. You you got everybody together, for real. But I had to chuckle because I know what you mean when you're talking about things happening, the response versus the reply and all that stuff, and going into laughter. That's been happening to me so much with this new disruption that I didn't see coming that I thought was going to choke the life out of me and I was going to be on a wall slide and prior to January 2024. But I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, What? I mean, just laid out laughing, just cracking up. It's like, is that okay? Let's go. Like, it, it gave me more um, desire to even get in the word more to war differently. When I was taking spiritual warfare, I had to laugh when you said that. What what Pastor Brown would do, because it was so many people in the class, and you know you'd be talking, you're supposed to be paying attention. He would do stuff like, you're talking, you turn around, he's right in your face. And he used that analogy <laughs> as that's how disruption comes. Because you're off, mm-hmm. in, but how do you respond? How do you reply to, like you said, when nephew um, did the cake thing, he, he know Maddie waiting for one too, but that's a whole other declaration. It's <laughs> the same way. The way you responded to that, instead of, boy, if you don't get, yeah, that, that's how we have to do when the things of life come. So like Dion right. says, be so unbothered. And what that does, it, it confuses the enemy because he thinks you're going to be going off or at risk emo, all of that. Like, okay, is that it? And then turn that laughter. Uh, <clears throat> the last thing I'm going to say, because you was in my business, about 20 years ago when I was really wilding, that what you said, the late late in the midnight hour, them calls that you know better, 
girl, I got all the way to University Avenue. I'm telling myself, and Holy Spirit said, what you doing? Nothing. Making a U-turn. I'm going back home. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed some fresh air, Holy Spirit, and I just decided to come down to University to get in, and I'm going on right on back home. Um, Yeah, this that was so funny, you guys. Hold on, this is Moxie before you um, go. That was you. That was a great declaration, Tanya. But you know what I come thinking about about disruption, you guys, because you know all so far all all this month it has been so so powerful on you know disruptions from God, disruptions you know from the enemy or whatever it may be. But he showed me that I'm a disruption. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a disruption. I really, really saw that in good and bad. For as just this past weekend, um, full transparency, real fast, you guys, it was a football game, right? Um, we go to for our children. I realized that, you know, I saw that I participated in the disruption of negativity. You know, we was losing, didn't take that well, you know, was, you know, screaming things to the coaches, you know, all type of stuff. So when I saw that, like, wait a minute, Mona, that was not right. That was so disrespectful, you know, that was disruptive, you know. But then on the other hand, also, just yesterday, you know, also, I'm, I'm so grateful how um, how our Father and Holy Spirit revealed to me, even when I'm doing something wrong, you know what I mean? But also, yesterday, out um, with the homeless yesterday, you know, so grateful for my, my tribe of how, you know, they even encouraged me and prayed for me, prayed for all of us before we went out there. Um, and it was such a positive disruption. It was a release of his word, you know, with the love, the compassion, the, the food, all of it. So just looking at how disruption, you know, is, it could be good and bad. You know what I mean? Just even with me, I'm thinking about how even I used to think like, oh, it's, you know, when stuff happened, you guys, you'd be like, shoot, it's always something. I don't say that no more. I used to be this big ball of anxiety, like from one problem, one disruption to the next, because I didn't know how to deal with it. You know what I mean? But I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. So even when I do fall into the bad disruption of how he rescued me to let me see, like, okay, yes, that was you. Now you go and you go and you apologize for that and don't do it no more. You know what I mean? And or even with the good, it's just a a, a good thing about disruption. <laughs> seeing what it's about, seeing you know you can be a part of both. You know, it's just how we handle it and how we you know just elude what he says. So I'm just that's good. disruption. That's I don't look at it as bad no more. Yeah, that's good. That's a sign of spiritual maturity, and that's what we want. We we recognize the changes. There's a there's a benchmark. There's a marker. There's something we can look back to, and you know you've grown, and you know if you're going backwards because oh my God, I shouldn't have done that, right? You exactly. correct yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up, you guys, right. about a mistake that you make. You don't need to even a purpose that you make, right? You did you did you did that. <laughs> yeah, that was me. You did that. You did it. I did. I fully own it. I shouldn't have God. I yes, said, I did. You warned me. You warned me. I didn't do it. I allowed flesh to get. I'm not talking about, you know, you know, it could have been just going off on somebody or whatever the case might be. You did it. You ignored the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost said, be quiet. Nah, she's going to hit, she gonna hit this because I'm not going to keep taking. Yeah, I'm going to take this salvation off. Are you? <laughs> really? Right. 
Um, but 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 and and it's a trip. But God still loves us, even when we do some of those things. God still loves us. And so my point was going to be: stop feeling guilty. Stop letting the enemy punk you into feeling like, well, you messed up. Now you might as well go on and you know really do it. You might as well go on and do the do now, because you know you know you done messed up. So why, you know, go on and take that, go on and hit it, go on and, go on and take that sip, go on and do this, go on and do that. No, just because I made a mistake or just because I was willfully disobedient doesn't mean that I need to run all the way out. I have a chance to look at that distraction. I have a chance to not ask God to forgive me, but to repent. There's a difference. When we repent, we do a 180-degree turn. We don't want to do a 360 because the 360 goes right back to the issue. We turn our back on that thing, right? So there's a difference. And we are forgiven. That's what we need to remember. It's also important that we examine our disruption. What are you saying in this disruption? Because God speaks in disruptions too. Every disruption is, doesn't come from the enemy. You, you guys have learned that this month. I just want to say it again. Every disruption does not come. Here's here's one other thing I want to tell you. And does anybody else have a comment? Because I, I absolutely do. will get you. Oh, oh, who is I? Is that Raven? Yep. Hi, Titi. Girl. <laughs> Cakes so, are coming. Don't, Don't ask me about no cake. Oh, you know I'm glad. This event, I just want to ditto off Mona. Um, I'm oh, sometimes a disruption. Hold on, hold on. I'm at work, so I'm going to make it real short. I'm sometimes a disruption. Oh, okay. Thank you for letting me allow to... Recognize that. Amen. Who was that? That's Yvette at work. She probably didn't oh, realize okay, she was okay, interrupting okay. Raven. I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was, but okay. All right. <laughs> was it, was that you playing? No, no, no. no. Oh, Go ahead, okay. Raven. All right. So um, that was hecka good. Um, what the thing that came to mind was that, you know, when you're talking about how we respond to disruptions, um, that was like a super key point because a lot of times we respond to disruptions by assuming disruptions are a distraction and they're not always a distraction. How we respond is to distract distractions. Um, and so when God is like <clears throat> inserting himself into our plans or, you know, um, saying, Hey, look, nah, you know, you jacking stuff up, so I'm going to put myself in this space. Like, sometimes we look at it and, and we're looking at things from a perspective of it of it being a distraction from, you know, whatever. Um, I know a lot of times when my kids are doing things and they disrupt me um, and I get distracted by their disruption. Instead of dealing with it for what it is and they're really just, you know, being children, I tend to sometimes look at it as just rude behavior and sometimes it isn't rude behavior it's me just not paying attention like they stood there for 20 minutes how 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 much longer do I expect them to stand there and be patient and I think sometimes we have to look at our situations as adults that way like sometimes God is just standing there for like 20 minutes and days and months and weeks like okay I've been silently letting you do what you want to do and you still haven't acknowledged me standing here so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something that gets your attention and sometimes it doesn't feel good sometimes it's very uncomfortable sometimes it feels a little racy sometimes it feels like exposure or what have you but it has to happen in order for us to make better decisions that's good 
That's good. That's good. That's good. Very good. Very good. Um, let me interject this point. Um, number one, God, do you believe God loves you? You don't have to take your phone off mute. I mean, do you really? Nah. Nah. Let me change it. Do you know God loves you? Because I could believe something today and my belief might change tomorrow. But if I know, I know my name is Tanya. It's not Tanya. I tell y'all that all the time. My name, I know my, if somebody said to you, oh, the girl Tanya that gave the, you, you know what you would do? No, no, no. Her name is Tanya. Because <laughs> I, I know my name is Tanya and I make sure that people know my name is Tanya. Now, if I believed my name was Tanya and some, somebody came along and said, no, your name really is Tanya or Tanea or Tania. If I'm if I just believe it, they might convince me that my name is Tanya. And then I'll be telling you, my name is Tanya, not Tanya. <laughs> now y'all really confused and you're not gonna know what to call me. I promise you, my name is Tanya. My point is, I don't believe my name is Tanya. I know my name is Tanya. I don't believe God loves me. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God loves me. No amount of disruptions, interruptions, distractions will change my mind about that. I know God loves me. And I know today that every single thing that I go through is moving me towards purpose, even my error is moving me towards purpose, I, I, there, some of the things that I've gone through um, have been very uncomfortable. Um, I won't say they were confusing. They were per, like, um, I, wanna, I would like to use the word perplexing, but I don't even know if that's the right word. Just like, what are we doing here, God? Not why, but what are we doing? What do I get out of my husband dying? All of a sudden. And my life is disrupted. What do I get out of that? How do I how do I wrap my brain around it? I can't. And so what I did was, and I don't I promise I am not trying trying to take the call downhill. I want to show you something. <clears throat> what I did was when all I could do was say, I don't but my prayer was, this was my whole prayer. God, I trust you even though I can't trace you. That was it. That's all I had. And that was my prayer for several weeks because my mind, I, uh, I couldn't laugh that one away. But I had, I had a way to um, deal with the distraction, though, the disruption. It's a life interruption, a whole life interruption. But I'm victorious today. I'm not sad. I'm not... Um, I'm not, you know, still bemoaning him. I don't have a shrine here at my house. I'm not wishing him no happy heavenly birthdays. He's dead. He don't have no more birthdays. If he do, they spiritual birthdays, heavenly birthdays, but they're not January 20th anymore. That's me. That's how I deal with it. I'm not going to no grave. I'm not. It's not because I don't, and, it, and I, I don't have to explain myself. I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't want to relive. The service was videotaped. I've never looked at it. I don't want to. I don't want to relive that. Um, but my point to you is, 
is the way we respond to the distractions is where it's how we're going to uh, oh no i won't say it like that maybe you've responded to a distraction negatively and you realize it today doesn't mean you have to stay there you can change your mind right now i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to change the way i'm responding you can make that decision right now but that's that's up to you here's the other thing i want you to if you if you're in a safe place and you can close your eyes i want you to close your eyes and listen to these words God loves you. I'm going to say it again. God loves you. If you can, if it's safe, can you put your hand on your heart, either the left or the right, it doesn't matter. I, I really I really want you to, can you listen to my, I want you to listen to my tone. Play, pay attention to the tone. Pay attention to the words. Again, God loves you. With your hand on your heart, right? Now open your eyes. Now, if God loved us so much that he would send his son, Jesus, to die for us, why would he set us up to fail with the distractions and the disruptions that come? Why, why would he do that? That's, that's not logical. You wouldn't do that as a parent. You would not. A true parent is not. There are parents who might do that, but they, they're not. They're evil. <laughs> I'm talking about regular people who love their children and they want to see their children do well. Would you really set your child up? Would you, would you, I mean, you know, we joke with our kids, but I mean, would you really set your child up to fail? Would you? Don't answer me. Don't take your phone off mute. Right. Okay. So there's a scripture in Luke that talks about men, Rochelle, you might be able to get this for me. Uh, men who know how to give gifts to good gifts to their children, um, you know, God, God, I'm paraphrasing, God, God supersedes what man could ever give to his child. So, you know, putting yourself in position, I'm going to always give my children good gifts. I'm not going to give them bad things. So if God goes to all this trouble of allowing his son, his only son, he had to get permission for Jesus to die for us. And in that dying for us, there's, there's a system. Remember I talked about the Judaic system that, was, that Jesus came and he disrupted the system of the law, right? So that we're no longer bound by the law, but we have grace. Why would he allow Jesus to do all that disruption only to have you go through something and you think he's forget he's forgotten you he's forsaken you we talk about how god is in control of everything and he is the way you control things and the way that god controls things are different there's an earthly system that we are fully fluent in and there's a kingdom system that we are in the process of trying to learn some of us have learned it some of us are running with it. Some of us haven't got it yet, but we're still striving towards that. Does this make sense to what I'm saying? I hope it does. Uh, and my whole point is, is that I want to encourage you to change the way that you view distractions, all of them. Examine them, change the way that you view them, and ask God for the solution. Ask the Holy Spirit for the solution because there is one. And the last thing that I'll say on that is, with every problem, there is a promise. 
and the promise is always going to supersede whatever the problem is. And I keep saying to God, what in the world do you have in store for me based upon this disruption with Carl and then the disruption with having to move and then the, the, the disruptions after disruptions after disruptions and disruptions that are within disruptions. What in the world am I going to be able to handle it, God? And even if there wasn't a reward on the other side, I love God so much that I'm willing to go through. Anybody else on that note? Tanya. I'm gonna give you... yes. yes. Good morning. This is Ruth. Hey, Ruth. Hey, remember when um, Pastor Lavelle used to say, can I get a witness? <laughs> well, you got a witness over here. Oh, my God. All the oh, my God moments, I thought I would just die right in the middle of whatever I was going through. I'm so glad that I've, what they say, I'm glad that I'm, I'm smiling for what I used to cry about. I'm so glad that I got through all that stuff and I can handle things different when they come up. And you're right, some distractions are not, they're just not, they're not coming from the devil. Some are from God. I thank God for for some of the distractions I've had in my life because they were lifesavers. You know, um, I thank God for just even now, you know, when I'm writing up bids and sometimes I don't get them or when I don't, when I don't get a certain job or something happens, I don't get upset no more. Like, you know, I, I would, back in the day, I would be like, oh, my God, I didn't get this job. I ain't going to be able to pay my bills and this and that. No, I don't react like that anymore because I know that God is going to take care of me. If he's brought me this far through all the stuff I've been through, I know that I'm going to make it. I just don't handle things and react to things like I used to, like that lady <laughs> I spoke about when Dion did her declaration, about the lady that was texting me all the way from Sacramento to Bay Area you know, going off on me. I guess she was going going through with her husband. And she just, my phone was ding, 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 ding all the way. <laughs> and I just, I, 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 I could have cussed her out when I got to Davis, but I said, Lord, no, this is a, and it was funny because you guys just started a series on distractions. And Kyle said, well, you know what it is. And so I knew not to even respond. And I got to Oakland and I did my thing and made my money and came back home. But I believe if I had reacted to that lady, the whole day would have went different. And so, absolutely, I believe you're right. <laughs> I, I I I know now, Tanya, a little something. I don't know everything, yeah. but I know if I respond to just not that situation or some other situations, it ain't gonna go right. I'm, and and I can say, uh uh-uh, uh, mm mm, nope, 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 Ruth, we ain't doing that. And I still have, I still have some issues with some stuff. I'm asking God to help me with, but I don't. Um, the anxiety and the panic attacks, um, I don't have those like I used to. I don't even, I can say, that I don't have them anymore because um, um, I know if I have not learned anything from all that stuff I went through at the same time through marriage legal, uh, finances, losing my brother, all at the same time. You know, remember when, you know, our pastor called me, let me say this last thing, you know how pastor called me, he does a demonstration, you know, when you're in the ring and you're boxing, (laughs) he does it every now and then. You know, that's how I felt going through a lot of things. You know, he said, uh, that one, I think he was um, demonstrating, was it Muhammad Ali? in the ring and you boxing and you just you going you stuff is coming up against you and you just keep boxing and you just keep hitting and keep fighting 
You know, I felt like that so many times. But don't, I never, I'm glad I never gave up. And it's because of this call, too. You guys have helped me. I remember you saying, you telling me one time I was going through some stuff, um, some marital stuff. And, and I went outside. You said, Ruth, just go outside and scream. <laughs> and I yeah, just I went outside. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you woke your whole house up. But I remember. <laughs> right. And, and, and so I just, I thank y'all for being patient with me when I was going through all this stuff. You know, I used to cry all the time. I was a big crybaby. Yeah. And and yes. so I and it just I'm so glad I've grown. And even when yes, I shouted in church, I used to I used to clear the whole aisle out when I shouted because I was just everything. I mean, it, the spirit would just come over and I just let loose, you know. But I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I've grown so much. I thank God yes. that I am who I am today. But without God, without the prayer line and people like you, you you all that genuinely love people, like y'all are patient. So I thank you, Tanya, always, and always being patient with me, even after sometimes I've messed up in the past. Y'all still hired me to cater. <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> love y'all. I, 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 I absolutely love y'all. So thank you for being patient. And I know what you mean about those distractions. Yes, yes. Well, we love you right on back. And I want to say to you that I'm so proud of your growth. Um, I still remember the anxiety you talking about not being able to go over the bridge and all these different things just over the years, how God has allowed you to mature because you did the work. So listen, guys, maturity doesn't just happen through osmosis. There are some things that you have to do. There are some things that you have to say no to, saying no to the fear, saying, um, yes, I am going to pray, saying, yes, I am going to read my Bible, saying, yes, I am. It's Wednesday, man, we got to fast. I don't like to fast every Wednesday, and sometimes I say, no, nah, I'm not going to fast today. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> no, let's, let's go on and do it. Right? It's not being ritualistic. It's about having discipline. And so, you know, just because we don't like it don't mean that we don't do it, right? Um, and so I just want to thank you so much for sharing. Is there anybody else that has a comment or a question before we get out of here? Daniel, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Mary. I am so, I mean, I have been really enjoying the uh, dialogue this morning from each and every one. And I was just uh, thinking about, and I know there may be some who have children with autism. And so, therefore, you know, they always have disruption, like sleep-wise. I have a cousin, and, uh, you know, she calls periodically to just, for me to pray to help her understand how, you know, the different patterns of autism is. And I, I told her, I don't know, I've never been there, but I thank God for uh, Holy Spirit who uh, empowers us to know and he will help us. So there's all type of uh, different uh, disruptions that we go through. There's people that are always people that suffer from, um, you know, uh, the Tourette syndrome and things like that, those are disruption because it causes disruption in our community. So I just want to let you know, you did an amazing job, and it made a lot of sense. So thank you. And I'm with thank you, you <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Going once? Going twice? 
All right, Good morning. Today, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. This too. Um, I just wanted to say, um, first of all, I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation as well and, and your decoration. I just want to say thank you for allowing the Lord to speak to you for our uh, strategy plans, you know, on how to be proactive instead of reactive about, you know, these distractions. So that's basically all I wanted to say. That's all I was thinking about, the strategy plan, the strategy plan, all the stuff that you were saying, you know, uh, how to approach a situation because sometimes you know we react because we're not we forget that you know the same things that Jesus went through we're going to go through and um you know when we go about our business and we you know we get tripped up you know like the first thing you do is the woe is me or to point the finger but you gave us a, some good strategic plans on how to approach these disruptions so that's all I wanted to say Man, that's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyone else? Yes, Tanya. This is Trina. Hey, I Trina. Wanna, hi. I want to tell on myself. Um, on September the second, um, I was a, I called it attack, but it was this distraction. I had it. Um, I was at working at this event, and I brought in my chair. And once I got out, the event was over. It had some staff members had. It attacked me really what are you doing with that chair and I'm saying this is my chair and they just went on and on and on and I respond I my response was not good at all I went off on them um that's one issue another thing is a uh, whole month of September distraction in my family not just on me on my children too. Uh, you know, my son was uh, hit by a car. Then um, the other week, uh, my daughter lost her job. I was laid off from a job and um, attack on me on my birthday that uh, early that morning. So it, it is a lot. Now I'm seeing like I'm getting a release now. Um, and I also want to thank you so much, Tanya, uh, for praying for me because, yeah, it was that bad. Thanks. Well, we are supposed to pray for each other and hold one another up, and, and I'm, I'm glad I was able to do a little bit that um, lifted your spirit. <clears throat> Anyone else? Okay, well, y'all have some time back this morning uh, to think about distractions, to think about the strategies that you can use uh, in those distractions. And um, regardless to whether the distraction, well, let me put it this way. Every distraction is God-allowed, though some are God-ordained. God, will, he loves us so much. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Thank you, Rochelle. He loves us so much that he ensures whatever situation is um, we face, he already knows the outcome. He already knows that we, we can make it through it. He would never, ever, I, I, I know this for certain according to the scriptures, he will never, ever allow us to be in a position, I know I said it earlier, but I'm saying it differently now, 
a position that we cannot handle and that we're going to fail. It's really important for you to know that because very often what happens when we are allowing self to dictate our emotion is in the way, right? When emotion is in the way, we don't think properly. We, we think about how we feel. This is not, this walk right here is not about your feelings. This is a faith walk. We are on a journey and our destiny, and, and we have a destiny in mind to get to heaven. On that journey, there are things, there are potholes, there are mountains, there are um, landmines, there are um, cracks in the road, uneven pavement. There's all kinds of things. There's different weather um, patterns that are there's storms, there's light wind, heavy wind, heavy rain, thunder and light. All those things we, we experience on our journey. Somewhere along the line, self or maybe it was the enemy, made us believe that these are negative things and we're doing something wrong. That's not always the case. And I just want us to get me first to the point where we don't freak out because something happened that was not in our plan. I just want us to get to a point where the natural reaction is to call on Jesus first, even if all you can do is say, God, I can't trust, trace you. I cannot trace you, but I trust you. That's all you got. Or you may not even be able to do that. You might only be able to say is help because, you know, God knows our, the intent of our heart. God knows the intent of my heart. We, we, we spend time together regularly, but while I was grieving the death of my husband, I didn't have the capacity. I couldn't form, I could I was overwhelmed with grief. I couldn't form the vocabulary um, and stuff that I normally would do. I was just existing, you know, getting things done and doing things and then try to readjust, right? Sometimes that happens. That's not the first time when my son was diagnosed with stage four, stage four cancer. I did, everything that I had stored up, that's when it was able to come up. And I was able to um, use what I had start, stored up over the years. Same thing with Carl. So I want you to be encouraged today. Um, if you've been distracted, as I said earlier, don't feel guilty about it. God loves you. Um, repent for what you've done and let's move on, okay? Don't stay stuck because that's the strategy of the enemy is for you to stay stuck and then just say forget it so you can join him in hell. By the way, if you go to hell, you go to hell because you wanted to, not because God sent you because hell was not created for us. So, it, 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 uh, yeah, you don't have to go. It's not what God wants for you. not what he wants for you. He wants you to have the very, very best. And I think I'm going to stop on that. So, Father, we thank you for the words that were shared this morning, not only during the declaration, but after during the Love, Life, and Victory um, discussion. Uh, we thank you for the examples of spiritual maturity that we were able to point to. Um, not so much to, um, but for the main reason for letting other people know that it's possible for them to, no matter what stage of life they are in as far as their spiritual walk with you. Father, today, 
uh, as we go about our business, uh, going to work or going to school, whatever we're doing in the marketplace today. I pray, oh God, that you would release the north wind, the wind of increase over their lives. I speak to the north wind, and I say to you that we will have increase today. Today will be a productive day, no matter how it started off. Blow, wind, blow on the people of God, those that love you. Do so. I thank you that you do something special and significant for them so that they can point back to the fact and give you credit. You bless us so that you can get glory, so that other people can see that you do exist, that you do love us, and that you bless us. So I thank you, God, whatever you're doing for your people. I lift up all those who had prayer requests this morning. Um, uh, Talia's family, the Douglas family. I, I lift up those other prayer requests that went forward, those those that didn't get a chance to uh, offer a prayer request or submit their prayer request, but they have one or um, whatever the case may be. I thank you for your choice blessings over your people, whether it's whatever resource it is. Um, I thank you for sweet rest. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for direction, but I thank you that we have the mind to do the work, that we're not afraid of the work, that we don't allow the enemy uh, to, to make us afraid because we know that fear doesn't come from you. And if it doesn't come from you, we don't want any part of it. So we magnify you and we thank you for your greatness. We thank you because you're a good God. Thank you because you're a way maker. You're a mind regulator. Thank you because you love us. We love you back this morning. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. Y'all have a great day today. I believe um, uh, Lisa's class is going on this evening. If you're not and you're a woman, you want to be a part of that, I think it's at 6. You can check the Facebook page or you can call somebody who was on the call and they'll be there to tell you. I'm sorry, I just don't know. Unless somebody wants to interject real quick and tell me what the right time is. I know they're going to be calling back on 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Amen. You can call back and be with the with the women this evening. Uh, and the other thing is, is, if you can't and you're not a woman, you can definitely call back tomorrow to hear about disruptions. Love y'all. Have a great day. Love you all. Have a great day, everyone. Love you all. Have a great day.